Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. Man, what up, everybody? How's it hanging? Short, shriveled, always to the left. What the? <laughs> so, not even gonna react to that. What are you talking about? Okay. You asked. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm Andrea. I'm Tom. This is We Drink and We Know Things, mer, mer, mer. the podcast. Yeah, so we're, we think we're a comedy podcast. Uh, I mean, we're definitely not serious. We're not serious. We keep it light. We keep yeah. it light. We, we're a lighthearted show about very dark things, typically. We yeah. If you're new here, welcome. If you're Hello. not, welcome back. And What's thanks up, for coming back. Yes. <laughs> thank you for coming back, and thank you all for all the emails and all the te- all the all the communications you guys have been giving us. Uh, yeah, it's been really cool. and all the Facebook group love has been great. Yeah. If you're not in the Facebook group yet, what are you doing? Yeah. Go join and post stuff. We've been posting some fire memes in the group. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Typically on this show. I'll tell a story. You'll tell a story. Yeah. Neither of us is typically familiar with the form, with, with with what the other person is right. telling us. And then we just react and have fun with it. And we drink while we do it. Yes, that's it's in the name. So let's, let's do a little. We scared somebody on uh, a listener on a previous episode because we didn't clinky and they thought I was pregnant. <laughs> well, let's go put their minds at ease, everybody. Clinky. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah. What are you drinking? The same shit. Same shit. Yep. I'm drinking. I'm back on them Bud Same Lights. Made it like drink. one episode not drinking Bud Lights, and now I'm back after it. Um, whenever this is released, I this we're recording early. I'm so yeah, proud of us. Yeah, man, that's gonna be a thing that we're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually not gonna be in town. I won't even be drops. in the state. Probably. You'll be able to listen to yourself. Oh, that's in weird. Florida. Hey, I, Florida, Andrea. Normally, after editing, I rarely listen to the episode. Well, that's just nice. because I said it. I yeah, guess, you know what I mean. I edited it. I, I, I'm not that obsessed with my. I end up re-listening if my dad listens at work. Yeah, I'll like okay. I'll take my headphones out and listen because I just like it's fun going back to like an old episode sometimes. Yeah, because we've done so many. I would like to go back to the beginning and like I listen think... to the first couple because oh my gosh. Oh, buddy. also I know like for the first, I don't know ten, I was probably way too drunk. I remember. <laughs> I remember you literally kicking me in the shins because I had fallen asleep. You did fall asleep one so time. I got so fucking shit We had to reevaluate how much we drank before we started. <laughs> <laughs> we still miss the mark sometimes, but we do get a little slurry at the end. Makes a challenge to the podcast. No. Uh, so this week's going to be a little bit of a different show. Yeah. As you can probably tell by the title, I think we're going to call this a listener-supported yeah, episode. Yeah, this isn't going to be... This is not technically episode 63. This is our very first ever... Listener, listener support. supported episode where we're gonna have listeners tell their stories and we're gonna read their stories. So we yeah. had um two people who recorded who one? recorded their yep. stories and we got three that we're gonna read. Yep. Um so and it's gonna be fun. And and these are I think these are these are all paranormal. Are they? These are all paranormal. Yeah. But they don't have to be. If you no. guys have a crazy yeah. story, a crazy encounter, something wild you just want to yeah, tell us. Yeah, like a let's not meet, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about this on the last show. We haven't done one of those. We haven't done a bonus episode in a minute. But we have over 100 episodes of We Drink and We Know Things on That's the feed. That's wild. I think you we have, like, a trailer on there and maybe, like, a little update. But outside of that, I think this will be the 102nd episode on the, on the on the feed. Yeah. That's insane. We have done a Where are the sponsors at? <laughs> Come on, buddy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Probably a Patreon first. Yeah, yeah. But then we'll go do some other shit. 
I'd rather have a Patreon and yeah, just put out what we want. Yeah, it's more personal it. than talking about shaving my balls. What? Why That's, is that a sponsor? On, on NADPOD, it's like, uh, what is it? Manscaped or whatever. It's oh, always, and that's they all, never they're on the ones I listen shaving to. Shaving their balls. Mine's are always... No, I'm not even going to plug it. Why would I plug it? <laughs> I was literally about to be like, it's this ad and that ad. That's how fucking good we would be at ads, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, man, uh, hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's staying safe. Yeah, let and, us know how uh, you think. Uh, what you think of this. With the mix of listener audio and us reading. And send us some stories. And send us your stories or your audio. Yeah. Because that's fun, too. It's kind of fun. To, you just don't have, don't have to hear us telling your stories either. For a talk radio show, it makes life very easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our first story this evening. Is going to be told by a listener. Yes. And this is Hannah's story. Yes. This is a fr- actually a friend, a friend of ours. Yeah. A personal friend of ours. Yeah. All of these are personal friends for the most part. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, yeah, let's uh, get into listening to Hannah's story. Here we go. Uh, here's my scary story. When I was in high school, me and my friends used to go ghost hunting. We would meet up at the diner where I worked, which was right off the highway. We would drink coffee and smoke cigarettes, and then when it got late, we would go ghost hunting. One particular night, we went to Edna Collins Bridge, which is named for an old woman who lived there for years and years nearby the bridge. Um, People mistakenly think it's related to the story, but it's not. But the story goes that uh, there was a little girl who used to go and play by the bridge every day with her dog. And her parents, when it was time to come home, would pull into the bridge, honk three times, and the little girl would jump back into the car and they would all go home. Well, um, there was an incident. Some people say it was a brutal murder. Some say it was just an accidental drowning and the little girl was found downstream. And not too long after that, her mother came to the bridge and hung herself from the rafters. Pretty sad story. But, so the thing that is said is that if you go there and you honk your horn three times, the ghost of the little girl will show up, as will the ghost of the mother. Um, So we went thinking, you know, whatever. There are a couple places in my hometown where you can go for haunted things. You can look up 100 Steps. You can also look up... um, Spooklight Hill if you want to get any more information about either of those, but those are cool places. But and that, So my most dramatic was here at Edna Collins Bridge. We drove up. We were in the bridge. I had honked three times, uh, actually a couple times, and we had been waiting for about an hour, and things were quiet. Nothing was happening. We were starting to get a little bored, and so... I said to everybody, okay, I'm going to honk three times one more time. If nothing happens, then we're leaving. And so I honked my horn three times. I'm in my parents' van. The windows are open just so that we could hear something. And out of nowhere, on the driver's side, back towards the back of my parents' van, we hear a woman singing. And me, in traditional ghost hunter fashion immediately throws it into drive and says, screw this in not so nice language and drives the hell out of there. Cut to us arriving back at the diner after having had this ghostly experience. 
and we get out of my parents van and all along the side of the van are small child's handprints in the dirt so all in all me and my friends came to the conclusion that we definitely had a ghostly experience and we definitely should have stayed longer than we did but my chicken butt punked out but that's my scary story about Edna Collins Bridge in Putnam County, Indiana. Oh my goodness. Wow. Hannah, that was a dope story. Hannah, that was... My, I, favorite, my favorite part was when she was like, and in true ghost hunter fashion, I, I got the fuck out yeah. of there. <laughs> I appreciate you for not cussing, but we, you know, you totally can if you ever send us another one in. Yeah, let them but, but that is, that is creepy. The whole, like, the you get out hands? and the handprints are on there. Hell no. Yeah. Dude. No, that, that is really good. Hell no, dude. That would, that would be. I would honestly, I would shit myself. It reminds me of that one, um, road or road like where you go and the kids that apparently died in the bus crash will like push you over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is that in the, Kentucky right I think I think there's one somewhere else there's too. probably one I don't in know. every but state. it's like it's actually like you're actually downhill when you look like you're going uphill yeah but but the handprints the handprints though I mean hers isn't like that at all hers is very legit like she yeah. it wasn't like some yeah that's creepy Hannah thanks so much for sending us your story yes man. thank you um and sorry for the audio levels a little funky. We're still figuring out. Uh, we're a couple of grandpas and grandmas over here. We're not. <laughs> we're not sound engineers, but hopefully that sounded good. Yeah, um, she was very well spoken. So yeah, well done. That was fun. Uh, so next, want to move on to? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna read. We're gonna read some stories. Yeah, are they over here? Okay, so I'm going to be telling Karen's story. <laughs> what up, Karen? Yes. Okay, this is something that I don't recall myself. But a story Kathy, Brian, and mom and dad told me when I was older. When I was a child, maybe four, me and Kathy would have been 14 at the time, shared a room in an old house in Cleveland, Ohio. The closet... Ohio. What? Did I say that weird? No. Oh. It's from... It's from... Um... Don't say the Big Lebowski. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy Boy. Okay. I don't want to interrupt her story. Okay. The closet had an opening that led to the attic. One evening, I was sent up for bedtime around 8 p.m. Kathy followed an hour later. She found me in the bed crying and shaking. She said something like, go to sleep before we get in trouble. At that point, I became frantic and asked her if she saw the man. Ooh. Of course, she responded with, what man? I became more and more panicked and said, he is right there and he is going to hurt me. I scared her so much that she peed on herself. <laughs> oh, no. no. I began to scream. He is coming. He's hurting me. He's hurting me. He's biting me. Oh, my gosh. As I was thrashing around the bed, she starts screaming and crying. Mom and dad fly up the stairs, flip the light on, and find her sobbing in the corner. Me thrashing around the bed. Ugh. They're like, what in the holy F is going on up here? I stop moving. Kathy says, quote, there's a man in here. Uh, they le- they look at my left arm and find teeth marks. What? Not little baby teeth like I had, but big ass teeth marks. What the fuck? No. Bro? We slept with them that night. We moved from that room to another the next day. And in the remaining five years that we lived there, I don't remember going in that room again. Wow. Oh, man. The bathroom was at the end of this long hallway. No hall light. I would start at the stairs and run down the hall every time I had to use the bathroom. I get it. 
The remaining time in that house, we realized there was something else living there with us. We called him George. He would move things. Dad would be putting up panel on a wall, set the hammer down, go back to grab it, and it would be gone. Uh Uh-uh. We would find it days later in the bread box or somewhere else ridiculous. Hell no, dude. There were six kids and my parents living in that house. My dad worked nights, so he would get home as the rest of us were running around getting ready for school and mom work. After we left, he would walk around turning off lights and radios, shower, get in bed, and just as he would be falling asleep, he would be woken up to a radio blaring or all lights on. No! That's some poltergeist shit. Jesus. I remember everything except the event that started it all when I was four. We moved from the house when I was nine years old. Oh, my God. Wow. Haunted ass house. That's creepy. That's so creepy. Thank you, Karen. Yowzers. I don't know where to pick up because I don't know if I said thanks or what. Yeah, I said you did. You said thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. That was really good. Yeah, it was really good. That's creepy. I would shit my pants. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Okay. Scary. So. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> the next story we're going to tell is from our good friend Ashley. I hope that's how you pronounce it. We've never talked in person, but it's it looks like Ashley to me. Uh, my name is Ashley, and I wanted to share one of my many experiences with the paranormal. This particular story just happened about a month ago, so it's still pretty fresh. Oh, wow. I'm actually hesitant to talk about it in <gasps> fear that it will come back. Oh, my God. But I have to tell someone... So here we go. We're the people to tell. Oh my gosh, thank you. (laughs) I'm excited. This is a girthy one. I'm excited too. I am sensitive to the paranormal and so is my son. He is more so than I and has been seeing things since he was little. Mm -mm. I can only hear and feel them. Oh my. A little backstory. I am a single mom and live in a house with my son and two dogs. So there's no big strong man there to protect us, and both my dogs are big babies. You don't need it. You don't need it. You're a strong, independent woman right yes. now. Yes. Also, our dogs are big babies, too. Mm-hmm. So it can get a bit scary at times when I hear a noise or experience something. Since we are both sensitive, we experience things all the time, regardless of where we go. But it's always just little things here and there that aren't really scary. One night, about a month ago, I got home from work and my son greeted me at the door scared to death. Oh, no. And told me he saw a black shadow (gasps) hand with long claw-like fingers at the top of the stairs. Ugh. I tried to brush it off thinking maybe it was just a shadow in the hallway and his mind was playing tricks on him. Because he has really bad anxiety and it can get carried away pretty quickly. I calmed him down and told him I would sage the F out of our house and everything would be fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. So a week or two goes by and little things started happening. Mm. For example, things that I used every day and would put back in the exact same place would completely disappear. Uh. I would hear loud banging and growling sometimes (gasps) when I was alone, but would just try to chalk it up to my dogs. Mm. Oh, my dog. Sometimes he growls in his sleep. Because I thought there was no way I was hearing some type of creature. Right. I would walk down the basement stairs to do laundry and smell the worst smell (gasps) ever. Oh, no. But it would disappear when I reached the bottom. I just told myself it was one of those weird, typical basement smells, but honestly, I was so freaked out. I mean, this stuff only happens in movies, and I agree, I would be tripping sack. Yeah. Fast forward to a few nights later, and I get woken up to my dog trembling next to me. Oh, no. I open my eyes, and above me (gasps) is a white mist. 
floating over my body that looked as if it was manifesting into a face. No! I thought, nope, 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 yeah. not doing this. And I closed my eyes and went back to sleep. Oh, you're brave. Yeah. <laughs> I think sleeping would have been the last shit that I got done that night. Uh, so, where was I? Uh, don't ask me how I fell back asleep because I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, all right, where am I? Sorry, I keep looking away and I lose my spot. At this point, I'm still almost in denial thinking that I'm imagining things or I was just stressed out. A few nights later, I get woken up to a very loud whispering in my ear. No. No. Hell no. Hell no. I jumped up and sat in bed thinking it was maybe a dream. So I sat there, still as can be, in complete darkness, waiting to see if if I would hear it again. Not a minute later, I hear... Coming from the left corner of my room. Now, typically, when I hear spirits trying to contact me, I can hear it inside my head, if that makes sense. If this was literally in my room coming from the corner. Oh, my God. A loud whisper that sounded like a full sentence. (laughs) Except I couldn't make out the words. At this point, my nerves were shot. I jumped up, turned every light in my room on, as you do. Mm -hmm. My TV and sprinkled salt all over the place. Okay. Eventually, I fell back asleep, but experienced sleep paralysis. Oh, girl, I get that. Uh, and it was the same experience with the whispers happening over and uh. over again, and so my alarm went off and woke me up out of it. The next day, I couldn't shake this feeling and thought about it all day long. Then when I got home from work, my son greeted me at the door and told me he saw a shadow figure coming out of the basement door and walking toward no! him with its neck bent to the side. Ew, it's broke neck lady. It's broke neck lady. Blah, blah, that stressed me out. Ugh. Oh my God. We got to sage the F out of this you house got, You all are brave no humans. Um, he, and he said he had shut and locked the basement door. Uh, I almost puked. LOL. At this point, uh, she wrote LOL. That wasn't me. Uh, I knew I had to do something, especially because I didn't want to leave my son and dogs alone with this thing. Yeah. So I called a good friend of mine that is a Reiki master slash uh, psychic and medium and much more experienced in these types of things than I am. I feel like this is a movie. Seriously. This is insane right now. I said, OMG, which for those of you that don't know, that means, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh my goofy. Uh, I've got a sp- <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible joke. I've got a spirit in my house and I can't get rid of it. I've saged, salted and cussed this thing out and I can't cross it over or get it out and I need your help. She immediately agreed and went silent for a minute and then said, "Oh Ashley, this isn't an earthbound spirit that needs to be It's a freaking demon, over. isn't it? This is an icky. An icky? I said, "What?" And she said, "It's an icky." And that's all I'm going to say. But it was big and it was angry. <gasps> and then she writes, whoo! It hangs out right by your basement door on the no. first level of your house. And I said, is it gone? And she said, yes, it is now, but it didn't want to go. And because of your son's abilities, these things will keep happening. Oh, my God. They see his light and they are attracted to it. So you've got to meditate every day and do a protection prayer on yourselves and your house. Holy. Yikes. This is like, what are those movies? All the those Conjuring? Mo- the Conjuring. This feels like The Conjuring, yeah. So after that, I immediately saged again and dumped about 900 pounds of salt all over my house and property. And every morning, I do protection prayers for us. So far, so good. Everything seems much lighter and no more activity. I just hope it stays that way. 
I have lots more stories, but we'll stick to this one for now. Holy shit, Ashley. Whoa. That was heavy, bro. I'm good. I, I want to hear all of that. I do. Yeah, that was. I saw all of that in my head so Me vividly. Me too. Oh my God. I'm glad that you guys are okay and it seems to be doing better. And I also um have sleep paralysis and I know how much that yeah. sucks because it can feel there. It just feels so real every time. It's terrible. But then to have all that happening on top of that, I can't even fathom. And icky. I've never heard that before. Ooh. Maybe that's what like that one Reiki master or that like that's what she calls whatever that is that malevolence. But I want to look know. that up and see if that's a term. I don't know that. I c k y icky. Right. Wow. When Good I come one. from, it's the sticky icky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Some of my homies will get that. It's, okay. It's that sticky icky icky that that. Dozier, huh? It's it's weed. Oh no, didn't know that one. Sorry. What are you gonna do? Okay, uh, so we have one more to read, and then we have another. uh, And then we'll be playing one by one of the greats. Yeah. Okay, this is Brittany's story. So a few days before my grandpa passed, we went to visit. He was home on hospice care, so we all knew the time was close. When I walked in and saw, quote unquote, she put saw in quotes quotations a man standing near my grandpa's bed i knew he wasn't really there but i knew he was there nonetheless he stared at me and wouldn't make any attempt to communicate just stared i need i needed to know so i told my grandma she then informed me that my grandpa's brother who had passed long before i was born was a mute i described the man i saw what my grandma pulled out his picture it was him plain as day. Holy shit, man. Later that night, a man appeared next to me. I was looking through one of those home magazines, and every time I passed something blue, this man, she put in parentheses, who I described as a short, fat Colonel Sanders, <laughs> would smack his hand on the table and yell, tell them I'm wearing that color now. What? Um... This yelling can only be described as your conscious speaking to you, not a full-on yell. Over and over again, he'd say, tell them I'm wearing this color. So I Like fin- the color blue? I guess so, yeah. So I finally gave in. This short, fat Colonel Sanders is wearing this color. <laughs> she looks like an all bold. <laughs> oh, no. My grandma stared. My great-grandpa, my grandpa's dad, who had a white goatee and white hair, was buried in the same color blue suit. I what? left the house and told my mom to call me when she was ready to leave. Whoa, that's trippy. Yeah. Good job, Brittany. Yeah, those I mean, are all. Not good job. It's like you made it up. Good like, job, living. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah, those are all really good and stories. Maybe, and your grandpa, or what is it, great grandpa? Somebody looked like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All that's funny. caps. <laughs> yeah, I read it as it was. Wow, good job. Yeah, well done, everybody. So this next one. Uh, which is going to close out the evening. From the man. From the man himself. The myth. The myth. The legend. Oh, my goodness. Jerry Polly. Jerry Polly. If y'all have been listening to our I podcast, you definitely know who that is. I assume a lot of people that might have given our podcast a chance heard about it from Hillbilly Horror Stories. That is where uh, we found Jerry. Yeah. Or, yeah. And we've done a lot of collaborations Jerry with them. Jerry and Tracy really cool are the hosts of Hillbilly Horror Stories and have helped us out a lot when with just, uh, you know, getting new listeners and figuring out yeah. what the heck we're doing and it was our first ever well only live show we've ever done was with them and uh it was super yeah, it was fun rad. and they it gave us that rad. opportunity 
right out of the gate when we were like barely had any episodes out. And yeah. So they've just been super helpful and great. And we've been on their podcasts a couple of times. Yeah. And we've done all their holiday episodes that they've invited yeah. us to. And then he featured us a couple months back. Yeah. And so Jerry said he had a story for us and he recorded it himself. So that's what we're going to play now. Yeah. That's how we're going to play out the episode too. So if there's anything else you want to add. Oh, we're just going to finish with that one? Yeah. All right. No. Uh, yeah, we'll just end on that, on his, because it's. I'm sure it's going to be It's going to be awesome. Uh, and, uh, er. like, if you have any, email us at wedrinkamenothingspodcast at gmail. There it is. We, anything. Honestly, don't feel, like, Find hesitant or shy about it. Like, Yeah. Any kind of story, because yeah. we'll be getting back. Short or, or long. Yeah. Like, we're doing. We're going to do a lot of Let's Not Meets and stuff this coming mm-hmm. over the next, you know, 40 or 50 but episodes. But we would love it if so. it'd be your all stories. Yeah, that would be fucking cool That's just cool super personal shit. and cool. And, and all those stories awesome. were rad. All, all of them were stories. so good and, like, freaky. Yeah. So, anyway, y'all. I have a couple, a few little things that have happened to me that I'll maybe yeah, touch on on a I might have one, one or two, actually. So. Okay. Peace. Let's get on with Jerry's story. There's Jerry, and y'all take care. We'll see y'all uh, next time. Next time for a full episode. All right. Peace. My name is Jerry Polly, and I'm host of Hillbilly Horror Stories and the new video series Hillbilly Dead Time Stories on YouTube. I recently wrote a book called Hillbilly Horror Stories from Hell to High Water, and I included a bunch of my own paranormal experiences in the book, so I thought I would share one with you. This is probably the one that I think has gotten the most uh, reaction from people, just because it's kind of a feel-good story. So here's how the story starts. My mother passed away about 14 years ago, and she was only 54 years old. We didn't have the greatest relationship at the time of her death. Uh, It was actually one of those situations where sometimes she would call and I wouldn't answer the phone because I would see that it was her calling, and I just didn't want to get into the same kind of arguments that we got into on a regular basis. You know, I would come over to the house to visit my, my father, And sometimes my mom would be in the back room and I wouldn't even go back and say hi. I'd just visit with my dad and leave. She died unexpectedly, 54 years old, went to the hospital and uh, was supposed to be something that um, wasn't going to be a big deal. uh, I was doing a comedy show. I was doing stand-up comedy at the time, so I couldn't make it to the hospital. I kept calling and checking in. And uh, they had sent everybody home around 10 o'clock said everything was going to be fine, and uh, my dad said, hey, there's no need in coming up here. They're sending us home. Everything looks good. So I get a call at 7 a.m. the next morning saying that I needed to hurry up and get to the hospital, and it didn't look good. So there there was obvious turn of events the night before. And I get to the hospital literally within 45 minutes of me getting there. My mother passed away. Uh, I was lucky enough to be at her bedside holding her hand, when she did pass, uh, obviously she was unconscious. I didn't get a chance to speak to her, other, you know, or I could spoke to her obviously, but she couldn't speak back to me. So I really don't didn't know at the time if she was even acknowledging we were even there. So we're going to fast forward about six months later. I'm doing another comedy show. We're at a little hole in the wall place um, called Red Eyes in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I've got nothing going on at the time other than stand-up comedy that was my full-time gig so I'm at the place about two hours early and I'm just kind of going over my notes so this was when I say a hole in the wall this was literally probably like the size of your 
bedroom and your living room together. I mean, it was, you know, a small, you walk in, there was a small bar, a little bit of room for maybe six, seven people to hang around. And then there was a step down room that seated about 20 people that uh, they did karaoke, that type of stuff in. And I'm in the, the the main bar room, and a couple of bikers come in. These are stereotypical bikers. The guy was probably, you know, late 40s, early 50s, the woman the same way. You know, he was big, burly, the beard, you know, the whole kitten caboodle, the, all the leather chaps. Uh, and she was pretty much, you know, the, the same way. She had longer hair, looked you know, a little rough. You know, you could tell she was in her 40s, but, you know, uh, looked a little bit older than what she really was. So they come in and, and I'm talking to them just about in general stuff. They don't know me. I don't know them. And uh, I ask them if they're going to stay for the comedy show. They were unaware that there was a comedy show, uh, which, you know, no big deal. There was no big sign or anything outside. You know, it's like I said, it's just a little mom and pop bar. So I tell them, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a comedy show. And they said they might hang around. And then, you know, anytime you tell somebody you're a comedian, they want to start telling you jokes. And so that's what he was doing. He was telling me some jokes. And they were super nice. And uh, eventually it got, you know, after about 15, 20 minutes of talking, I stepped down into the other room. I was the only one in the room. And I just started kind of going over my notes of my routine. The couple comes in. And they sit down at one of the tables. Now, they're across the room from me, but it's a situation where, like, if they're in there in the same room sitting down, I felt obligated to go talk to them. I really didn't want to because I needed to really go over my notes. But it just, you know, it felt like if they were going to come in there and sit down, that's the least I could do was go talk to them. So I come over, and we're just chit-chatting. And the gentleman turns to me and said, hey, your mom wants you to know that everything's okay. Obviously, they have no idea that my mom passed away six months earlier because they don't know me. So I'm assuming there's some kind of joke there that I'm just missing. So I laughed. It was kind of an awkward laugh. But, you know, I laughed thinking, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I don't want them to think I didn't get the joke and make them feel awkward. Well, then the woman turns and she puts her hand over top of my hand and she says, no, your mom wants you to know that everything is okay. And at that point in time, I just, I guarantee that the color just rushed out of my face because I just completely pretty much went limp. And I just kind of turned to her and said, you know, things were not really good between us. We did not have a good relationship at the time she passed. And she says, I know, uh, but, and that's why she wants you to know that, you know, not to hang on to that. You need to lose that guilt because everything is all right. And she knows that you were there at her bedside holding her hand. And I can't, I can barely tell you anything else that was said after that point, because I knew from that very second that my mom had sent these people somehow, some way. And it was the most odd thing ever because they're just, there were a couple of people that I just didn't know. And so we sit there and we start talking and I was, you know, going on about how bad I felt. And then, uh, you know, my mom had seen me perform one time at the comedy caravan up in Louisville, Kentucky. And she, this, this young lady there said, well, she just, she thinks you should be doing a lot bigger things than performing at places like this. 
you know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I would like to be performing at bigger places than this, but at this point in time, you know, that's not where my career was. And, you know, like I said, we just talked for a few few minutes about, you know, how I felt. And they just said, hey, she just wants you to, to know that everything's good. Everything is completely fine between you guys and uh, to just let it go. And uh, just a few seconds later, they got up and just left. Um, so, I don't know. It was It was life-changing for me because even though I had always believed in the paranormal, if you get a chance to read the book, you know, you'll see that I grew up in a haunted house and we had five years of instances that happened. And I just, I knew there was life after death as far as I was concerned, but this totally confirmed it for me. And the fact that you can live life after that, knowing that there is an afterlife, it just changes your whole outlook on, on everything. You're not afraid to die. You're not afraid of, you know, it's just life is stress-free, I guess, is, is the thing as far as that part of it. I mean, life's never truly stress-free. But you, if you don't have to worry about dying and what comes after and you just know that there's a life after death, it really changes your perspective on a lot of things. So anyways, I want to uh, thank this beautiful couple for having us on. We are very happy to call ourselves friends of Tom and Andrea Payne, and, and um, I just want to let you guys know that we appreciate you having us on your show.